welcome back to the Champagne Rugby Podcast. Today I'm joined with Adam alone. Adam, how are you doing? I'm good, Hamish. How are you? I'm doing very well. And on today's roller coaster of an episode. Is that it? Is that um, it? You're just doing very well. Surely there's more detail to that. Let's just relax a little bit, Adam. Come on. You're just doing very Archie, well. Hey, Archie. Hey, hey. Silence. Hamish is talking. Hey, okay. Sorry, Hamish. Okay, go on. Carry on. Adam, yeah, how are you really doing though? I think that's Archie that right? is the question I personally like to know. I mean, you've been talking about watching animals getting shaved pre this podcast, and now you just sort of you just you're very blasé. Let's just find out how you're doing. I think everyone would like to know. Well, I'm doing great. I had a, I had a busy day in work. Uh, got a few yeah. more people jobs. I'm a recruiter in my day job, and uh, yeah, just spent an hour in the sauna, and uh, now I'm here talking to English fellas. As yeah. Ireland sit top of the Six Nations, so I'm happy out with that. They do. They really do. And it's lovely to see. Uh, and the, the country is thriving from it, which is brilliant to see. Uh, I'm a big fan, big fan of Ireland. Um, there's some lovely golf courses there. And Dublin is a phenomenal uh, city. I'm hoping to get to Belfast, actually, very soon to go on a retreat with um, a, a guy called Ryan Caldwell, who played for Ulster. Do you, do you know him? Yeah, I do, yeah. What type of retreat are you going on? Um, he is now a uh, holistic... Um, uh, I don't know what he would describe himself as. A a sort of medicine man. He went to the jungle and did ayahuasca. Um, and so, yeah, he's he's talked to me about coming to do some frog, frog uh, poison that will hopefully open up my mind. He, he feels like my mind should be open. Yeah, you uh, put that up the nose, isn't it? The uh, frog poison, uh, and you can put no, it onto your arm as well. No, that's um, that's pre-workout you're talking about when ah. you put up your nose. Um, what you put on you is frog poison. Is um, actually just a sort of juice, and it, it makes you sort of feel quite funny. But anyway, guys, Karen, this, this is sorry I interrupted, but Adam, I was just interested because I thought you know people would want to know. You just sort of a very blasé about it. But let's go. Let's get into it. So I don't think he needs much more further introduction, but on today's episode, we have the internet sensation, fly half for the Clapham Falcons, and most importantly, CEO of Clapham. It's the chief yeah. chat officer, Archie Curzon. Yeah. Archie, how are you doing? Yeah. Hey, Rich. I am very, very, very well. Um, you know, my Q1 is going phenomenally. Um, I've had a very successful day in the city. Uh, Monday, we're recording this on a Monday. Monday happens to be my favourite, um, favourite day of the week, just because I know I've got five, five days to make a lot of money. So it's uh, it's brilliant. It's very exciting, and uh, it's a complete honour to be on this podcast. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I really appreciated my introduction. I mean, I've got other titles, but that that was that was very good. I need to write that down because I should actually then, uh, what I'll do is I'll top up my CV. So I've got all these job titles on the top, which would be brilliant. You should definitely send the CV across so I can take some notes of uh, further titles for the for the second round when we do this again. But I... Uh, uh, Hamish, Hamish I, I, I would, but my CV is, the, it's like the golden nugget of the city. You know, I it, you know, when you see that, that is it's a special document that probably... I think in my lifetime, only 10 people have actually seen. Uh, that's my father, 
my godfather because he's actually the boss of my company um, I work for. Uh, my best friend, uh, um, Blazeby, Blazes, who's, who's one of my closest friends, my mother, my brother, um, three guys in my boarding house um, that went to boarding school with me just because we got really pissed one night and I actually showed them my CV. Uh, one of the lads, uh, Clefty, in the rugby club, because he was actually a good boy. Good boy. You should get him on here because he's got some bad set. We call him Clefty, so he's got a cleft palate. Uh, and actually, uh, my daughter, uh, Johnny Jono Haskell Abendon on Curzon. Um, she's seen it, but she's only four months and she can't read. Um, but I was just showing her what is the perfect CV. Full of golden juice and nuggets. Uh, and I, I noticed you said there that you had a great Q1 so far. So I, I'm guessing that you kicked off the year with dry January. And I wanted to know how dry January in itself helped you to kick off Q1 and really set the mindset and the business mode for uh, the start of this year. Yeah, great question, Hamish. Um, Adam, you OK? Great, Harty. Okay, I'm just looking forward to you spilling the beans, you know. Okay, um, yeah. So, I mean, dry January is a very special, uh, very special month for me, Hamish. Um, you know, a lot of people know me uh, also for having um, quite an impressive physique um, that I sort of wander around Clapham Common. People know me not just from Instagram, um, but also just um, from the way I'm built and, you know, the shape I'm in. Um, you know, like I've, I've always sort of telling you pre-podcast, you know, I've got, <laughs> I've got the chat, I've got the chassis, and that equals making a lot of coin. Um, the three seats, which is actually, you know, um, I'm actually going on tour in August doing the triple A, triple B, triple C course. I take guys who are normally single and alone, and I turn them in, in an hour, We'll make them into sort of high basic salary um, guys working in the city, um, you know, snogging girls for fun or boys, whatever their preference is. You know, I'm a rugby guy, so I go both ways. Um, but yeah, dry January was brilliant. Um, just one, one to really get at, at peace with myself. Um, it's just sometimes when you drink, it's just unnecessary calories. Am I right, guys? Just completely unnecessary calories. And dry January just really gave me a perspective on life and actually made me realise how beautiful Clapham was. Um, a lot of the time, I'm drunk on the weekends. Um, I just find drinking is a lot of fun and has helped me in moments. Uh, you know, I'm sure you have a quite a, lot of, a large male population on this podcast. And I would just say to them, listen, if you've got problems and you are suffering, you know, deep down, I always find having a few drinks helps. Um, you know, some people say that's bad for you. I don't. I had a boss, Carl Cook, in the city. He always said to me, there's nothing a drink can't help. And he's true. When I'm sick, I drink. When I'm about to cry, I drink. If I've got any sort of real sort of bad you know, problems, I drink. Um, and so, but actually in dry January, I didn't drink. And I had a dry January and it was, it was, it was fabulous. It was really good. And the rig looked great. I felt way more in touch with Clapham uh, and, and people. And, you know, that and combined with also I've made a promise to myself to spend more time on Instagram. Just, you know, con just wanted to keep uploading stuff, whether I'm in the gym, uh, in a nice restaurant, on the tube, um, in the gym, cooking food. I've, I'm in like lifting weights in the gym. If I'm running, whatever I'm doing, I'm putting it up there on Instagram because that just helps me to be more in touch with reality. I think you nailed a couple really good points there about being in touch, having nature, keeping your, your body in shape. 
And if you're ever suffering, just go down the pub and you'll probably find some solution there. But what yeah, do you-, you really will. You really will. And it's really important we hammered at home that message to- today, tonight, that, you know, there'll be a couple of young guys who might be underage but, and might be struggling with getting bullied at school. And I just say to those guys, go and have a drink and it will all be okay. So talk, talking about helping others and understanding yourself, I mean, self-reflection is very important. What is it do you think that people misunderstand about you the most? Um, uh, good question. What do they misunderstand? I think people uh, just, uh, when they meet me, are just so surprised how good I am. Um, and that's, I think that they misunderstand. They just think that I'm not in good shape and I don't have good chat. But... Anyway, um, what, yeah, what do people misunderstand? Well, yeah, I think they just misunderstand how amazing I am at, you know, all, all the things, you know, Ruggers, uh, Instagram, uh, BD. Adam, you'll know about BD and melting those bloody phones. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love a good power hour in the office. Um, and I think people, you know, misunderstand that, you know, actually deep down, I'm just a guy who's in good shape and has got good chat and a lot of money and I'm not afraid to show it. And in this day and age, you know, you've got to be up for it. You know, a lot of people find my chat offensive. I personally think they probably are um, labor supporting uh, lefties and they just, you know, they're scared because eventually, you know, I'm going to be okay. Because my dad always said to me, money will make you happy. And I, I haven't got to the point where I've made enough money to be happy, but I, one day I will make so much money and I will be, you count me now, you know, take my word for it. I'll be one of the happiest. I mean, I'm one of the happiest guys I know, but when I make the money, I'll, I'll be happy. It's, it's good that so you're how happy are you now on a scale of one to two. Uh, how uh, happy are you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good question, Adam. I'm, I'm very happy when I wake up in the morning and I do my naked squats uh, press ups and uh, sit ups, and I have my fifteen minute uh, cold shower, followed by um, my high high protein shake, which includes uh, berries, whey protein, uh, two uh, raw chicken fillets, uh, some cottage cheese, uh, a lump of protein, uh, and peanut butter, and um, some uh, brie. Um, and I swallow that down. I look in the mirror. And I'm still naked, and I just think, "God, I am happy." What like, time of the morning is that now? What time of the morning are we getting off? Normally, normally about six. Normally that six when I've done everything because I get up. Obviously, fifty minutes. You know, I do my workout, do my naked, you know, squats, press ups, sit ups. Um, I check Instagram, just scroll through everything, just make sure, you know, people I know, whether I want to know where they're on holiday, where they've eaten the night before, just to inspire, inspire me. And then I will, and then I'll have my 15 minute cold shower, ice cold shower, 15 minutes, and I feel great, you know, and I'll do some breath work in there and I'll do some sort of, you know, just repeat a few, you know, manifest some stuff. Just say like, don't cry, be okay. Don't cry, you'll be okay. I say that enough times, you know, you believe it. And then I go downstairs, have my protein shake. And I'm, you know, downstairs in my kitchen, I've got mirrors on one side of the wall. I'm just there naked, swallowing back my protein shake. Um, you know, just thinking, God, I'm so happy. I can't wait to get on LinkedIn. Connect. Yeah. So. Yes, Amos. For the people that don't know 
who the CEO of Clapham is, and they're just coming to the podcast completely new to your audience and guest and everything. How would you say, who would you, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, like, where did you come from and how did you get into what you're doing right now? Um, good, good question. I mean, well, the best way I normally introduce myself is when I'm with clients in the city, Hamish, I will just go up to them. And I, it's a, annoying that I can't meet everyone that's going to listen to this podcast because normally it would, it would be great to give them a handshake, look them in the eyes. I don't know whether you can get the names and addresses of everyone that listens to this because I would potentially, I could actually go around doing that because um, it's probably better to meet me in person. Like I said, I'm more impressive in person rather than a floating head on a podcast. Um, but I describe myself as a, a businessman, first and foremost, a semi-professional rugby player for the Clapham Falcons. Uh, and I've been doing that for some quite quite a lot of time. I could have gone pro. That's the, that's the truth of it. But there's just too much money in the city. Um, and I did a gap year in Canary Wharf. And that really just, you know, it had my heart. As soon as I was in Canary Wharf that first day, I just thought, yep, this is for me. Uh, and then, so I would just say, uh, businessman, semi-professional rugby player. I'm also a very successful podcaster in my own right. Uh, I think we have the sort of third or slash fourth biggest rugby podcast in the world. Um, and, and this is chasing us, I know, right down. To the it'll be right down to the wire this year, um, and I'll just say also a CrossFitter as well. Um, yeah, I'm a keen CrossFitter. I have a CrossFit team. We work out uh, every Saturday, Sunday morning on the common. We're called the Chassis Monsters, and my God, you guys! If you are ever in Clapham, Adam and Hamish, you come along because what we do with the battle ropes, you will bloody love. Especially you, Adam, because I know you're into that and shaving animals and all that kind of stuff. You actually get on very well with a couple of the guys. As long as you don't mind working without working out with your, without your top on, that's what I'd say. That's standard enough in a CrossFit gym, doesn't it? As soon as the sweat comes yeah. on, the t-shirt has to go off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean, we have actually. I mean, I don't know how long we've got, guys, but I've got. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with kettlebells. So I tell you, it is. It's a hoot. It is a serious hoot. Um, so yeah, I, I would also put down that list. I'm a kettlebell enthusiast. Yeah, I have a number of kettlebells in my house. I'm a collector. I'm also a user. Um, and yeah, that's the best way to describe myself. Obviously, oh, heavy a lot is of the heaviest one. Uh, I, I mean, I've got a, I've got, I've got an 82 here, an 82 kg, uh, which we sometimes get out when we're drunk, Adam. Which is, I mean, if you're in Clapham, come round and uh, we'll have a few beers and get the 82 kg out. <laughs> My God, it's good fun. It is good fun. So what, what are you sort of doing on the business end? You said you're working with your with your godfather or your uncle, was it? Was your yeah, boss? I mean, I, I can't, I, you know, just for legal reasons, Hamish, I can't go into too much uh, detail on what I do in the city. But in, in a nutshell, I'm, I'm, I introduce people, high net worth individuals to other high net worth individuals uh, within investment rings. Um but I also have a side hustle, which is involved in my business. My godfather owns the company um, and he's a, he's a really good guy, my godfather. Um, he owns the company. He's never really there, uh, but he kind of got me in. He got me the job. That's why I was doing my work experience, my gap year. And then I've just stayed there. Uh, but I also um, I help people invest in the built on market. 
Um, now, I don't know how much you know about it, but the built-in market is one of the most lucrative markets and fast-growing and buoyant markets at the moment. Um, you know, so you know, Adam Hamish, if you you know if you've got a, it, let me tell you, put twenty pounds into built-in market now, within a week you double it. That's how exciting the built-in market is. I think the the brothers in uh, South Africa would would definitely say it's leko laka kreka mabri, um, based on what you that that I, that I, that was a good South African accent, but also sounded a bit like Adam as well, which is quite wow. interesting. Lucky him. And what's the Piltan market for people who don't know Archie? <laughs> um, well, Adam, good question. But I imagine most people who listen to a rugby podcast will know Biltong because they'll be absolute protein-chugging monsters. Uh, but Biltong is a dried meat um, that they... It's a meat that they dry and it's high in protein and um, high in chat. Because <laughs> the more you take, the better your chat gets. 100%. I know Biltong is nice, in fairness. Um I suppose our American friends probably prefer the beef jerky, but Biltan is a bit more tasty, isn't it? Yeah, but American people very rarely have any good banter. Um, in fact, you know, it's uh, it's a well-known thing. I've, I've rarely come across an American with any sort of decent chat. I mean, they're, they're just always very happy. Uh, but actually, when you get to the sort of the finer details of it, Adam, you know, they haven't got what it takes. They're not, they're not built like you, me and Hamish. You know, they haven't got... They haven't got the the banter at the end of their the end of their tongue, just ready to go. It takes them a while. So how would you help them learn? Like how would you help them get to our level? Well, like like I said, I would suggest they buy a ticket to my my tour, the triple A, triple C, triple B, triple C course. Uh, I would you know probably ask them to connect with me on LinkedIn. I take them for lunch and explain to them you know how they can improve. First and foremost, you know, they'd have to, I'd have to look at them in, in detail as a person. Are they fat? If they are, they're going to struggle. You know, you need to be in good shape to, to, to have any sort of success in life. And then, you know, then I would monitor their chat and then I'd sort of give them points and tips, you know, how to improve it. Like, for instance, I always find, uh, you know, asking people when I email them, does this email find you well? It's a simple tip, but, it, you know, it's a real, real nugget. Or, you know, let's say it rains over in the night, Adam, you know, and I email you and I go, oh, hi, Adam. It's Arch goes in here. I do hope this email finds you well. How about that rain last night? It was absolutely mental. And there you go. There's a little smile on your face because you realize it was raining where you were raining and you just found common ground. Um, so, yeah, just tips and tricks like that, really. The rain connects us all, Archie, doesn't it? It's like the water, well, the, 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 the weather. The nice thing is, the weather. We've all experienced most weather, so it's very, it's very good for business. If you, you know, I, I find I like doing business with people who also ski as well, because it's great just to talk about skiing, um, skiing, rugby, uh, um, the the Pelagoni Club in Greece, Cornwall, um, and and expensive watches. That's that's just that's just bloody good banter right there. Have you been on any ski trips this year so far, Archie? No, Hamish, unfortunately, I haven't been able to get out. Um, I'm hoping to get out in, in the beginning of March, uh, so a couple of weeks now, just for a long weekend. But unfortunately, um, 
I got a lady pregnant in Inferno's from Middlesbrough. Ugh, don't I mean I don't want to go into it, but awful place. It was a big mistake. I, I you know, cut a long story short, we ended up kissing. I thought she was actually from Canada, but she was from Middlesbrough. Um, and I got back here. I, we were eating some uh, bored chicken I had. I started watching Living with the Lions, uh, which happens to be one of my favourite films. And next thing you know, we're making love on my sofa. Uh, this sofa here that I'm actually speaking to you on. Nine months later, I've had to pay her off with a brown envelope. Um, and I'm now a single father in Clapham, raising a baby girl who I named, obviously I spoke about earlier, Johnny, Jono, Haskell, Abandonon, Curzon. Um, so yeah, it's difficult. It's more difficult when you have a child to go skiing. Um, and it's annoying because I don't know. Do you have kids, either of you? Not yet. Well, let me tell you, they do nothing. They, and she is rather unladylike. I've never met a lady like it. She continually poos and pisses herself. Um, luckily I've got a nanny. So we go, you know, the nanny, the nanny gets on very well with her. Um, Actually, I mean, the nanny lives with me and we, what I describe our relationship is we are very, like a married couple. Um, we don't have sex. We sleep in different rooms and she is continually with my daughter. So, yeah. Doing the magic. Doing the the magic. But not in the bedroom. What? All the magic that you want from a missus. But... Oh, all the ma- all the oh, okay, good chat. Sorry, Hamish. Yeah, that was that was very good banter. Yeah, all all the magic you want from um from a a, a lady. Yes, Adam, so... you you okay? Just checking, you're okay. Me? Good, lad. I good. Okay, Hamish, you're okay. Ah. This is this this is bloody good fun. By the way, pretty comfortable here in Twickenham. If I'm being hundred percent. Yeah. I'm bloody impressed, by the way, Hamish. When you logged on, I saw Twickenham. But for the people who are not watching this on live, uh, on Twitch, um, Hamish is at Twickenham HQ. Uh, and he is, um, yeah, he seems to be in one of the corporate suites um, recording the podcast. And Adam is at home with his girlfriend who has been watching some kind of weird animal thing on you, on YouTube. And uh, when I logged on, he had to put his top back on. So I don't know what was going on. But anyway, it's great. Talking of Twickenham there, have you been watching the Six Nations? What's your opinion on the Six Nations? Uh, Have I? I mean, it's the big thing in my diary, that and Polo in the Park here in London. Um, Yes, I've been to both home games and uh, was entertaining clients, actually, at the Italian game. and I was doing some work for the Scottish game for Rugby Pod, which is a very similar podcast to this, um, with two blokes um, just talking. Um, so yes, it was it was uh, you know one of my favourite places to go. I mean, Clive Woodward says it's the biggest pub in the world, and I would say I agree. And I think it's bloody brilliant. Um, it is phenomenal lash there, um, and it's it's exciting because I'm a big Gillet fan. You know, I love a good gilet. And uh, when you go to Twickenham, you get to see a lot of gilets. And it's re- it's actually really handy because sometimes I go gilet shopping and I think, oh, I don't know what to buy. They're all so good. You know, Barber, Jack Wills, Canada Goose, um, Ted Baker, um, Gap, uh, Next, if you know, if you haven't got any money. 
um, Ralph Lauren. Um, I'm just trying to think of other 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 makes. There, um, you could go for Reebok. Reebok have got some shoelace. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, I can I can name other brands if you want me to. I can I'm happy to name other brands. Um, but the best thing is when you go to Twickenham, you just get to see all these people wearing their gilets and it actually brings the gilet to life. And that is a real, that's really handy for me because then I go away, I've had a good time, I've drunk a lot of booze, I've done some good business and I wake up in the morning and I know exactly what kind of gilet I want to get for, you know, all kinds of different occasions. So what would be your favourite, if you're going to buy a gilet, what, what do you look for in a gilet? Well, good, uh, I mean, this this is the kind of podcast I want to be on because that is a brilliant question. I've never been asked that properly in an interview scenario. Um, what kind of gilet? Uh, well, it has to be it has to be you know tight fitting. I mean, my biggest pet hate wearing a gilet. It can make you look a bit podgy, and you know what, you know I pride myself on having a, a wonderful wonderful um, chassis. Um, we had Brad Shields on our podcast, and he his wife says, you know, the V's that go down at the top of your your stomach. She calls them cum gutters, and you know, I pride myself on having good cum gutters. Um, so, if you don't have a gilet um, like that um, that can sort of show off your cum gutters, then it's a big no no. You want something that sort of complements your body, uh, warm, and then you must have. Um, a, uh, the the emblem the symbol showing so people can tell that you know you got a lot of coin you paid a lot of money for your gilet where it's from that's really it's what you, yeah 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 big time big time I mean I dream of the day of getting a gilet and having Curzon ten on the back now that would be a hell of a gilet uh, you mentioned some work you did with uh, rugby pod there how was your experience with them at the old at HQ there. Yeah, lovely. I'm a big fan of uh, Jim and Goody. Uh, I'm a big fan of the rugby pod, uh, as I am of the the good, the bad, and the rugby, which I've also worked with. They're equally both very good and all very nice people. Um, although Alex Payne is, um, uh, he, he is like a, a hockey boy that's infiltrated the rugby world. And unfortunately, I did box him, and I did lose a boxing match against him. The war of um, am I right? Yeah, but... It, there's a lot of complications into that, you know. I uh, he the pe- the people who judged that Hamish were Alex Payne's ex colleagues at Sky, Adam Smith and Matthew Macklin. Um, so it was a, a dubious decision, uh, but obviously, most importantly, we raised you know a lot of money, uh, sort of in the circle of forty thousand pounds of restart rugby. Um, so you know, you're you know, some people say I'm a hero. I, I mean. I, yeah, I guess I am in a way. And what what messages would you have for Alex Payne if you were to speak speak to him now? Um, well, I would say, Payno. Oh, what would I say? Well, I saw Payno only about a week ago, but I would say Payno, um, you really do need to improve that little horrible little skinny hockey chassis of yours and for the right amount of money i would fight you again with a, a fair judging panel but um no uh, to, to be fair Payno is a, he's a wonderful man and i have to be nice because potentially i i might do more work with them and it would be more it would be incredibly awkward if i came on 
you know, this global podcast and, and slated his name. Yeah, you, you don't really want like a conflict of interest there, really. No, 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 not at all. But, you know, for instance, I'm happy to slag off Lawrence D'Alejo. I mean, I don't know him and I'm not going to work on his podcast. So, Loza, if you're listening, um, you, you, I hear you've got smelly breath and shit chat. Would you like to fight him in the ring, though? Um, I could do, but he's very old, Adam, and I would uh, run. I'd run circles around him. I mean, he's old and stiff. He'd be. He'd be easy. He'd be easy to take down. Jeez, <laughs> Lawrence Delalio, if you're listening, Harry's calling you out. So, if there was, if that, we've covered a lot of bases here. We've covered business. We've covered women. We've covered rugby. But if there was yep. one thing that you could be remembered for, what would it be? Um, I would say probably being one of the best out there to, to, uh, at debagging. Um, yeah, I would say, I hope people remember me for my skills of debagging people. Um, yeah, it's, it's well, well known in the Clapham area and quite a lot of West London, Southwest London. You know, I am, have got a, a real skill to debag people and pull their trousers down. Um, only men, not women, um, because that's illegal. I just like to make that clear. Um, Adam, don't you get any ideas? I mean it. Okay, enough. Okay, don't you go around pulling women's trousers down. I don't want that. Not even if Hamish tells you to. Um, but um, yeah, so that and um, I guess just the great work I've done around the Clapham area in terms of you know promoting the game of rugby uh, and and the lifestyle. You know, I'm. I guess you know I've touched many people's hearts with my banter. Do you get many of the rugby boys coming down to on a night out with you down in Clapham? Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of the boys come down. Um, some have asked me to sign NDAs um, because you know, um, you know, for instance, Ryan Wilson, um, who plays, who used to play for Scotland, uh, he got me to sign an NDA because he didn't want me to talk about um, you know him drinking a pint of piss on. Uh, do I can't, I can't go into too much detail about that. NDAs for the non-disclosure there. And, and any <coughs> NDAs that you have, that, any stories you could dive into on a night out with some of your rugby boys there? Um, I'm just trying to think of what is one of the best nights out I've had with rugby boys. Well, obviously, one of my best friends um, is Nick Abendanon. And we had this crazy night in Inferno's. Um, it was actually really funny because he didn't know I was going to be there and I didn't know he was going to be there. And he was with um, a lot of the Bath rugby players in their pomp. So I know you had like Michael Lippman on this podcast. He was on there. He was there. Ollie Bartley was there. And I was there in the nightclub as well. And I had a really good night. And it looked like Nick had a really good night from a distance. And that was probably one of my best nights with the rugby boys any reason why just just because we're just a load of rugby guys in there having a lot of fun and like rugby guys just know how to have fun like you know give me a pint i was wearing i remember i was wearing this really nice v-neck uh black v-neck t-shirt um i was wearing some really nice um gap jeans my boat shoes and I had this quite cute um, Ralph Lauren jumper that I'd just taken off because it was quite hot and sweaty in there. 
And I just remember looking in the mirror, catching my reflection and thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm in good shape. And, and, and just thinking, I'm, and I remember just thinking, God, I'm in good shape and I'm having great fun. And that, that's why I had such a good night. It makes sense. A lot of good chats, good chassis, a lot of coin. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a way, yes. Yeah, yeah. And aside, aside from the free seas, what would be your top three tips for a guaranteed good night on the lash with the boys? Um, well, I, I mean, look, I had a, a pretty serious um, addiction to pre-workout. Um, so, I mean, back in the day, I'd say have a, have a, have a couple of pre-workouts before you go out. And, you know, you can have some bloody good fun because it pumps you up. Uh, but these days, I'm a different kind of guy. Um, so I'd say just for a good night, make sure you wear a tight t-shirt um these days i always say never wear socks it's really cool not to wear socks um and make sure there's a gap between your trousers and your and your shoes so tight t-shirt a gap between your uh you know make sure your ankles on show um and uh, never drink with your never drink with your right hand especially in clapham otherwise you know we'll, we'll make we'll make you drink it oh, so yeah so those those are the those are the three key components to a really good night in Clapham. And if you had to choose one one rugby player to be your wingman, who would it be, and why? Um, probably someone like um, probably Steve Borthwick would be my choice, um, just because he is so boring that actually it would accentuate my chat. So, and, and he's not very good looking either. So he's big. So, you know, he's quite handy to have on a night out just in case we, we lose each other, I'll be able to spot him. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, if girls come and talk to us, they'd easily see that I was significantly better than him in every single facet. Um, and sometimes you've got to have a mate like that. Sometimes you do things with people and, you know, one is more handsome and, you know, a bit more chatty. And the other one is, you know, is not. And and that's how it works. That's And then the girls flock to the one that, you know, is, is wearing a gilet from Ralph Lauren and is wearing no socks and is wearing a tight T-shirt underneath the gilet, drinking yeah. Whispering Angel and with his left hand. How do you think um, how do you think Steve, Steve's getting along here with with England rugby since since taking over from Eddie Jones? I mean, obviously, Steve, Steve is a great guy. Um, funny story. I've actually egged Steve Borthwick when he was at Bath. Um, it's my real claim to fame. Um, but Steve Steve is doing a great job with England. Um, he is he's steering the ship in the right direction. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, but the noises inside the camp is that people are now allowed to laugh and have fun and that's good to hear because you know when you're playing rugby when I play rugby semi-professional on the weekend I just have a really good laugh and really good banter uh, and that's all you want when you're out in the field it's all about the chat you know the banter the good crack with the boys and um, and, and and like sort of light-hearted bullying you know we've got a funny story actually we've got a guy in our team a hooker called Weta. Uh, which is a very long story, but um, he he's divorced now. He went on rugby tour, actually to Ireland, Adam, um, and he met a hooker and he cheated on his wife. She found out. Anyway, divorced. He's got three kids. 
bit of a nightmare. But um, <clears throat> we we give him some light-hearted uh, bullying on you know in the team environment, and it's really good for him. You can see he's really coming out of his shell. Um, and you know he he lost his job after the divorce. He he it hit him hard. But he'd come train with us every Tuesday and Thursday, and we would just abuse him and say, "You've got no money. You're, you know, he's fat as well." So we, you know, we'd abuse him about his weight, um, his circumstances, and you know, at first he took it quite badly, but now we keep doing it, and you know, we take the piss out of him. He's really come out of his shell, and he's feeling a lot better about his life. It makes a hundred percent sense, you know. Um... I think if you I, if you say that it does. That's what I I always say when I do meetings, Hamish, and sometimes people get completely lost. I'll just say that at the end of the meeting, it, it makes sense if you think about it, and that way you cover your tracks. I, I think if you break it down though, like on a more serious level, there, and you really think about what you're saying and the message behind what you're saying, there is when it comes down to rugby is even though you might come from any shape, size, anywhere in the team, anywhere in the world, we do have these strong foundations and values and brotherhood within the team that we are there for each other and each other's brothers when when we need to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in, yeah, in a way. But, I mean, if someone turned up to rugby and was an absolute state, like I'm talking like a giant was really fat and really tall and really ugly and couldn't catch a ball, then I would probably, I would probably suggest they take up hockey. You know, they, they, you've got to have, you've got to have, you've got to have the ability, but yeah, in a way, yeah, it makes sense if you think about it. Yeah. Which is what you would say right at the end of the meeting there. With what are your predictions for this weekend? Wales, England? Um, I think England will beat Wales quite convincingly by about 25 points uh, in Wales. I think Wales will be up for it, but they have just got nothing at the moment. They're a bit lost, I think, on and off the pitch. The England are going to go there and the atmosphere at the Principality is always electric, especially when England come play. Um, and I think that will rev the boys up and they'll put in a performance. Um, and I just hope Marcus Smith gets a bit of time in that environment to really show people what he's all about because I'm a big fan of Marcus and his girlfriend, Beth. Um, and uh, what's the other game? Uh, Ireland, Italy? Uh, pardon, sorry? Ireland. Ireland, Italy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Ireland will will, will obviously be de- in devastating form. Uh, Ash Shane Adams not here to comment on that because you know I'm sure he has a, yeah. a perspective on the Irish. Um, and then I think the French Scotland game. I actually predict a, a Scottish win in Murrayfield. It's going to be mega. Scotland's in really good form this this season. Actually, uh, first two wins against Wales and England. That. Bit disappointing for the boys. You you were at the England Stadium though, right? For the for the Scotland England game. I, I certainly was. Yeah, I don't miss the game at Twickers. Was I? I heard some different rumours online because I had a friend there that said that the atmosphere wasn't up to standard as usual, and it was not as many home crowd singing as much. Was that the case, or? Um, I think I, I mean I don't really know that much, Hamish. I was very drunk um, before the game. And um, I was actually, for most of the game, I was trying to, we were doing bum funnels in the corridors of Twickenham. 
Um, that's where one, one of the rugby boys lies down and you bend over and you let a Guinness go through your bum crack into their mouth. Um, and so, you know, so I was told the atmosphere wasn't as electric as it could be. Um, but, you know, that's what you get at Twickers. Everyone's there just to get on it, not really there for the rugby. It's a lot of client entertaining. It's the biggest client entertaining stadium in the world, so I believe. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of corporate uh, hosting and events. Um, yeah, where, exactly where you are is where I've been before. I host a lot of clients up there in that box that you're in. Within the secret uh, business that you were talking about earlier, if I'm correct. The secret business where I introduce high net worth individuals to other high net worth individuals to invest in various different sectors uh, globally, uh, but also the built-on market which is, as I said, one of the most buoyant uh, built-on markets. If anyone's interested in listening to this podcast, please email me at archie underscore curzon slash 10 slash fly half at built-on uh, hyphen uh, high net worth built-on.com. You know where to find Archie now, guys. And um, we're going back to the uh, England backline. You said you wanted to see Marcus Smith getting a bit more game time there. What what would your ideal England backline look like? Um, it would be um, it would be Danny Kerr to Marcus Smith to Ollie Lawrence to um, to Will Stewart. I like to see Will Stewart have a crack at outside centre just because I think he's actually great with ball in hand and he can really punch, you know, that 13 shirt needs to be someone who can take out of the line. And then the wings, you know, Caleb Burley, I'd like to see have a crack at it. Um, I'd also like to see Joe Cocker, the singer on the other ring, because uh, he's a phenomenal man. And at the back, Freddie Stewart. But, um, you know, Freddie Stewart with dyed blonde hair. Yeah, thanks. And who would you have off the bench? Um... Good question. Who would I have off the bench? Probably, um, probably Rafi Quirk off the bench, covering ten and and uh, nine and ten. Um, also, Sam Hill at Sale. Um, I feel like he hasn't really been given a, a crack internationally, um, and uh, he's got the right age of thirty-two and hasn't really been playing for Sale. But I think he could actually do a job for England if he came off the bench and. Um, in the backs ways, yeah, I'd like to see um, also Orlando Bailey at Bath be given a, a um, you know, some kind of role somewhere. So are you... I know Rafi's not called Rafi's obviously covering nine and ten, and Sam Hill can cover the centre. So yeah, maybe in a fullback. So are you originally from Bath? You talk about Bath quite a few times here. I'm not not originally from Bath, no. But you know, my um, my best mate at school, Nick Vendon, played for them. So I've been to the rack a number of times, and uh, yeah, had had a phenomenal time down there. One of my favourite places to watch rugby. Where Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm originally from Surrey. Ah, sorry. And then that, and then yeah. you moved over to Clapham in in the last fourteen years. Yeah. Yeah, I went to I went from uh, Surrey to Channel College to Canary Wharf to Clapham. And have you been out in Bristol any a few times, sir? 
Um, many moons ago. Yeah, I've been out in Bristol. Yeah, I mean, I went to Bristol um, University, and um, yeah, I've I've been to. I don't think it's there. There used to be an Oceana. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Oceana. I haven't I haven't been out there personally um, recently, but I I did a lot of my university over in Madrid, so. I was um I wasn't over in Bristol for the when I was like turning eighteen, nineteen, that sort of time. No, no, it was electric back then. When I was eighteen, nineteen, I mean, wow, it was fiery. It was fiery. A lot of snogging, a lot of drinking, um, and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of fun with kettlebells. Yeah, yeah, the ke- the kettlebell boys. You just got to get get down it with with the the chassis monsters. <laughs> yes, you certainly do. Um, so Archie, that's that's the end of the normal part of the podcast, and now we will. What we do now is we go on to the fan questions, uh, quick fire round. Okay. Um, so if you're ready, I'm going to get the fan questions up, and then we will get this ball rolling. So okay. lovely. The first fan question is from Michael Libet, and he asks, "What is the key to a successful rig?" Um, just um, obviously being the calorie deficit. I mean, I when I'm in full training, I'm only taking on board 400 calories a day, um, and that means that you know I'm expanding upwards of 4,000 calories, and yeah, then you just get absolutely shredded. That and eating a lot of egg whites. Okay, Fede Sendoy asks, who is your favourite rugby player of all time? Uh, Nick Abendron. And why? Um, just because he reminds me a lot of myself. Doe Ludo would like to know how much of what we see on social media is the real Archie and how much of what we see is just for social media? Uh, I'm completely real. Um, there's nothing false or fake about me. Uh, a lot of people think I'm some sort of character, but no, I'm absolutely 100% real. Okay. Uh, Matis Mandina asks, who do you think will win the Six Nations? Um, Italy. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we've got Les Hart wants to know, uh, what is your max squat, dead and bench lift? Um, they're all roughly the same. I think it's about 320 kgs. Each one or? E- each one. I superset all of those in the same and I do 320 on each of them. Um, and Niall Walsh would like to know if you had one piece of uh, advice for your 18 year old self what would it be just keep on doing what you're doing baby absolutely smashing it you know i was going to go traveling the world but i decided not i'm going to go and do canary wharf and that was the best decision ever and i've, I've never looked back i absolutely loved it and the last question is if there's one person that you would like to see on this podcast who would it be and why yeah, I, i'd love, love to see <laughs> i'd love to see james haskell on this podcast um because if you thought I was uh, 100 miles an hour, then um, he, you would find him 300 miles an hour. I think, I think we should definitely look at getting that sorted. I think it would be a fun podcast guest to have on. Yeah. Ask him. I'm sure he'll go on. So, thank you, Archie. Uh, that's the end of the, uh, end of the podcast there. And uh, if anyone on social media or listening to this podcast would like to find you on the socials or get in contact with you, obviously you gave your email earlier, but where else could they find you? 
Well, I've got another email address, which is slightly easier um, for property. If anyone's interested in investing in property in the Clapham area, it is um, uh, Clapham underscore houses slash built on um, underscore uh, invest at property clapham.com. Uh, and I'm all my, all my across there. Um, otherwise, you can find me on um, you can find me on Bebo. I'm on Bebo as Archie Curzon and Facebook. Uh, I'm also Archie Curzon. Um, you can find me on, on, on Twitter and on uh, as Archie Curzon. On TikTok, I'm down as Archie Curzon. And on uh, LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, big on LinkedIn. Any single ladies out there, I do all my dating through LinkedIn. So just message me, I'll come straight back to you. Uh, I'm on as Archie Curzon. And on Instagram, you can find me as Archie Curzon. Um, so yeah, any of those platforms, you know, please come and enjoy. <clears throat> well, thank you very much for listening to the Champagne Podcast. It's been a pleasure. And Love and champagne.